in the house what's up man uh, what's up man how you doing <laughs> i'm what's well going? how are you i'm doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good cool. yo thank you for taking this time and coming on it really means a lot to us thank you for uh for wanting me to come on and be a part of what you guys are doing yeah, yeah. for sure so basically our, our <laughs> podcast is just like if you haven't checked it out it's uh sons of the king we're just trying to make disciples we love jesus you love jesus awesome. and so we just wanna we just wanna try to get your get your message out there as much as possible. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. And I'm definitely I'll definitely be sharing it. People can check it out and and check out more of what you guys are doing too. Sweet. Cool. Appreciate that, man. No further ado. Basically just a, a brief introduction, who you are, where you're from, and basically how you came to know Jesus. Well, uh, my name's Curtis Hoppy. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Moved out of Las Vegas at the age of 17. Uh, basically, growing up, uh, a pretty big part of my backstory, which I didn't realize was as big as it was until later in my life, was uh, at the age of four, I lost my dad to uh, drugs and alcohol. Passed away. He had stomach ulcers, and uh, you know, but I was so young that I didn't really realize what it was like, what it even meant necessarily, you know. And my mom never remarried. My mom never got a new male figure in my life, you know? So, mm -hmm. uh, that was just really big for me that I found in the future of actually how important having a father figure is in your life. And that like so many of the problems within myself throughout my life spawned from not having, uh, a male, a strong male role model in my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I got into running track and field Well, my mom got me into track and field. By the time I was 11, I actually was a 15-time All-American, right? Which is kind of a crazy part, which I believe uh, my mom, by, like, putting me into these sports and, like, showing me that if I put my full heart and mind into something, anything is possible. Uh, right. And I learned that through my mom and through, like, these this running and stuff. And But uh, at the age of 11, I started having knee issues, right? Mm, okay. And... Um, and I slowed down. I went from placing second in the Junior Olympics, being on the cover of Youth Runner magazine, uh, to being like rank 80th over just a snap of the fingers, you know? So my uh -huh. whole life, I'm thinking up to that point, I'm going to the Olympics. You know, in reality, my identity was in running, you know? And then I had this moment where I feel like it was almost like I had a midlife crisis at the age of 11. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's yeah, so I'm like, well, crap, you know, I used to be this elite person. I'm feeling like it's done for me. You know, obviously it's not done for you at the age of 11. But <laughs> I think that was like the first time the enemy had tricked me, you know, into to being like, hey, ain't nothing left for you, man. Mm. You know, <laughs> figure, yeah. out, figure out something, you know, and I, and I had lost my identity at that age. And uh, 
I had a friend who introduced me to video games, right? So I'm like, oh, awesome. I start playing these games. And before I know it, uh, it turns into 14 years, basically, of, of playing two different games, uh, Warcraft 3 and Starcraft 2. Uh, the first seven years, I get pretty darn good at these video games. You know, I, I'm like climbing up the ladder there. And I get to a point where I'm like top on the ladder at that at Warcraft 3. And then StarCraft 2 is coming out, so I'm like, I'm switching games, switch games, uh, climb the ladder to, I got, when I finished the game, I was ranked number one North America in 2 versus 2, okay? What? And, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> I, but in the meantime, I was, it was like I was so focused in on this one thing that the rest of my life behind me was kind of crumbling. You know, like I had struggles with getting along with people. Uh, my friend groups all started kind of outcasting me, started kind of like pushing me out. And, and I think it was because it had a lot to do with now that I look at it, I didn't have that father figure. So I didn't know how really to to interact with people, you know, mm -hmm. like I was just kind of like funny, uh, kind of outgoing, kind hearted guy. But everybody else was a little more, you know, uh, the jokes were a little harsher, a little meaner, a little more personal. And I was just got mm -hmm. to a point where I'm like, man, I'm just kind of, I like people on video games a lot more than I like in mm -hmm. this world, you know. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I started neglecting a lot of things in my life, track and field. Like, I started using track and field as a way to uh, manipulate my mom, you know, because my mom's like, oh, you know, I need you to be running. And I'm like, well, if you don't do this for me, then I'm not going to run anymore type of thing. You know, I just started yeah. becoming a pretty selfish, self-centered person. You know, my, my grades started going down. I only got to run like two seasons of running in high school my whole, my wow. whole life. I wow. was pretty lucky to, to graduate high school, really. I don't know how I graduated, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you did. <laughs> yeah, but I graduated... Uh, my brother always, my brother, uh, was always a rapper. My brother started rapping in ninth grade. I was his biggest fan. And, uh, he always was like, bro, you're so talented. You should do this. And I'm like, I really don't care. You know, like <laughs> I loved video games so much that it was like, why would I even want to make, you know, why would I do anything else? You know, yeah. my family's told me a million times that these games are destroying my life, all these types of things, you know? So this is just a little bit of where I'm at. Uh, before Christ starts hitting me, uh, crazy part of my story. I won't go too deep into this. 2008, I had what I believe is somewhat of a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And I'm in no way saying that anyone should do this. Or am I saying that anyone should, uh, yeah, basically I do not condone, uh, the use I know psychedelic I know drugs <laughs> but, so one day i you know i'm trying to sell weed you know i'm i i always failed as a drug dealer too because i just smoked it all you know i was i did a lot of you know i was i was trying to uh, get by however i could and uh yeah uh this this uh my my drug dealer was like hey man you can do some some mushrooms i end up taking these mushrooms and while i'm on these mushrooms I first feel like I get taken to this place that was like, I see like a body of light and this body of light, it just felt like 
perfect. Like I felt like a presence upon me that I had never thought I had felt before. Like like I had never felt it. And in my mind, I'm like, what is this? What is this? And it's like trying to say like perfection is really what it felt like it was. But it, I was like, there's no such thing as perfection. There's no mm-hmm. such thing. And uh, but then it was like, no, it is what it is, right? So then. I'm like, oh my goodness, I think I just experienced heaven. And then I get pulled out of that place. I get put back in the world and I'm thinking heaven's on earth. I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, I'm going through this crazy, crazy (laughs) situation where I'm like, oh my goodness, I can be Goku. I can fly. It was was crazy. I try to fly out the roof, bro. I try to fly out the roof and it didn't happen. (laughs) You know, because obviously at, at this point, I'm definitely being... Uh, I'm in a false world, right? And I yeah. try to run. And I just start thinking, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was shown heaven. I'm thinking I get heaven. It's like I had unlocked all of these secrets, right? But I don't get it, right? It's like I saw heaven, but I don't get to have heaven. And then my, I feel like, and then the people I was around was like, bro, you're being crazy. And they put me back in my room. And they tell me, you're being crazy. Go in your room. They turn off the lights. At this time, I feel like I get taken to another place, right? <laughs> I know it's getting crazy, right? And it was it was the opposite. It was the opposite of the first place. The first place you're there, and it felt like there was like this body of light, and everyone was connected. It was like all people are connected, and you're connected with all these things. And now this place was complete darkness, right? There's no, there was no one else. It was just me, myself, and I. Like, my body wasn't even there. It was just me in pure sadness. I was in pure sadness, pure disconnect. And I just remember being there and just crying for hours and hours and hours. Uh, Then I finally fall asleep. I wake up the next day. I can't remember anything at all. You know, my girlfriend at the time was like, you know what happened, right? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, two weeks later, my uh, drug dealer calls me over to talk about the situation. And... uh, everything starts coming back to my mind and I was going through this moment of like like almost wanting to kill myself happily right it was like Mm -hmm. it was like something was trying to tell me that hey there's a heaven you can go to that heaven but you're being imprisoned by your body wow right and I went through this this moment of like, like, I don't want to be here because I found something that was so much better than being here. And like, I literally, like, it was like the, the enemy was trying to trick me and like, take me out before I could do what I was called to do. You know, wow. like, like, take your life, take your life. You'll be better off. You'll be better off in heaven. Right. And, um, and my heart was beating like 10,000 miles an hour for this whole entire day. And, um, at the end of the day, I came to this conclusion, okay, I can't take my life because there's a hell, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember experiencing that dark place. And I'm like, the life that I've lived, there's no way I'd be going to heaven. So I can't mm-hmm. take my life. Wow. And, and I come to this conclusion, okay, there's a heaven and there's a hell. And in order for me to get to heaven or hell, the life that I live here is going to determine where I go. Mm. So this is the first time in my life where I really was awoken that like my actions have a, uh, they're going to have an effect 
on something beyond this earth. Right. You know, so then I go into eight years because that's 2008. I get saved in 2013. And so I don't know it's Jesus, though. I don't know the answer is Jesus. Right. I don't know. So yeah. I'm going in this circle of I'm trying to figure out spirituality. I'm going into to meditation. I'm going into these new age types of religions. But I'm starting. But it's like my life kept on going in circles. It's like at first I'm like, I'm not smoking no weed. Right. Because that was the scariest situation that I had ever felt in my life. The, right. that, that that trip was so scary. So I'm like, I'm not smoking weed. Da, da, da. And then one day, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll try it one time. And it didn't hurt, you know. So I just keep on going in this. I'm like, I fall right back into my old lifestyle again. Hmm. And uh, uh, I basically had this moment where, I, so I'm going down. I'm just very depressed, very anxious. I'm hurting very much. I, I can't sleep at night. I feel like my next door neighbor wants to murder me. I got so much stuff going through me, you know. I, I, I had an addiction to, to spice at one point. Uh, you know, like I don't even know what that is. Do you just uh, mean spices or sp- is that a drug? Like synthetic marijuana. Synthetic weed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never even heard of that before. And I and and enemy was using that to mess with me and uh, you know, doing all this meditation and stuff and then that, day, and that that's super dangerous too, right? Like a lot of people die just from that. I watched yeah, some documentaries back, on it. <laughs> back then it wasn't as like known, you know, like back then it was so it was new. Right. And it was like, yo, you could smoke this and you could pass a P test, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out life. I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to be the best person I could be. And, but like, I have no moral code or no moral compass as to what is right. You know, what is wow. right to me was like, work really hard. You can get yourself a Lamborghini. You can get yourself a nice house. You can get like, these were, you know, but it's like, you have to just work really hard to get there, you know? You can imagine it and it can come into to life. But mm-hmm. as I'm trying to do these things, you know, I had no self-control, no, no nothing. And, and I just kept on staying in the same place and going deeper into my depression and my sadness. And um, so one day I'm driving home from work and I'm driving down this highway. And I remember looking at a tree and I had this thought of like, like, man, you know, I'm such a problem in this world, I'm such a problem to my family. I'm such a problem to everyone around me. Maybe, maybe they'd be better off without me, right? Mm. And like, I have this thought of like how easy it would be to like pull my, my uh, steering wheel, right? And pass away, my family would be better off, da da da. And then I had a thought again of that, that uh, mushroom trip, right? Where it's like, nah, man, you're gonna go to hell. Yeah, right. And, and I have this moment from God where God's like, hey, you know, you, you think that you're the, the, the piece of the machine that never had a place. But in re- you, you think you're the piece that's destroying everything. But in reality, you're the missing piece because you never showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. you, you're, you could have been what helped your brother succeed in his rap career. You could have been the, what helped your family do this and this and this, but you spent so much time, you've wasted your time. Yeah. And, and, and he says, you're, he told me, you're special. You, have, you love people in a way that is different. And I need you to go home and start making music. Wow. Right? It, it's, 
as crazy as it sounds, right? Like, I need you to go home and start writing music because it's like I had been people have been telling me to write music for the longest time, but I had no reason necessarily. And my brother had even bought me recording equipment two years prior. And I just never did because I played video games. Uh, so that's when I went home and I started making music. I wasn't making it for Christ yet, but I was making like a, I was like all anti-Illuminati. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, my, my music was like, they just want you to be worried about the cars, the clothes and the women. And they want to, 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 to use your mind. They want to, to, uh, to brainwash you. To, yeah, yeah. To consume, right? Right. You're being brainwashed to consume, you know, that was uh like Hobson was my favorite rapper. Oh yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and so I started making this music. Uh, sorry, this story is probably going kind of <laughs> going no, long. No, no, no this cool, is man. really good. This is really good. It sounds to me like that day when you were driving home and you were about to just take your wheel and and go off the road. God actually instilled purpose in you at that day. That is the day, man. Yeah, it yeah. Was the day. I went home and that day I didn't want to play video games that day, right? Now, oh, that man. wasn't the day I stopped playing video games, but that day I didn't want to make video games, play video games. Wow. I went, wow. got my, my recording equipment, I wrote my first song uh, and put it on SoundCloud and it was called Heart and it was like, they should have told you that real music's from the heart. We turned on that plague, poetry's a work of art. Cut out all that fake and we don't mess with uh, cuss word bars. <laughs> so don't tell us you your money and your million dollar cars you know yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm making this music and i'm like oh i'm making this kind of like hope type music woke type music and uh, and i'm going more into my uh uh, uh spirituality type stuff and you know and i'm doing pretty well then i meet a new person come by we kind of fall off a little bit again and i start making music that's a little less hope you know uh but this guy happened to know Jesus. He may have been a backslider. He may have been, you know, right there doing all the same things as me. But the one thing he wasn't doing was uh, worshiping false gods necessarily, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so one day he comes over and I'm like, I'm like, bro, before we make this song, we should do a guided meditation. Right. And mm -hmm. he's like, guided meditation. What is that? Well, what are we meditating on? And I'm like, I don't know, like the universe, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> get in touch with the universe, you know, yeah, get yeah, in touch with your inner self, you know. And he's like, uh, if we're not meditating on Jesus, that's witchcraft, and I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Hey, I'm, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and my mom I'm like, witchcraft? I'm, all, I'm over here trying to better myself. <laughs> you know? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to, you know, find my inner peace. Yeah, yeah, a witch. <laughs> and he's like, nah, man, uh, that's, that's wrong, you know. And uh, he, we end up pulling out the Bible, right? He pulls out the Bible, and I remember he, he, pull, he turns over to the, to the red letters, and he starts reading to me. And at that time, one of my biggest, biggest things of fear was my next-door neighbor, I— I felt like he wanted to, cause we were my my grandma has this property or whatever, and and he, he was living on our property and like smoking or whatever. I felt like the enemy tricked me, made me think that this man wanted to uh, somehow maneuver his way into my family and steal our property, right? And I thought he was gonna murder us, and somehow either blame it on me or 
you know, and then he would be the one left with the property. So I had this fear, you know, <laughs> and like I was wow. so afraid. And uh, he was reading the words, uh, uh, love your neighbor, you know, love your neighbor. And I'm like, my neighbor? <laughs> You know, I don't want to love my neighbor, you know, and it was like, you know, wicked is a man who who uh, plots evil against his neighbor when his neighbor's done nothing wrong against him. Yeah. And I start thinking, I'm like, I don't think my neighbor's actually done anything wrong to me. <laughs> and I'm like, almost like thinking, like, maybe this whole entire thing. Is false, you know, maybe this whole thing. And, and I'm like, man, I need to I need to love my neighbor and. And he just keeps reading, and I'm just feeling the presence of God on me. I just mm. felt something special, and, and it was crazy to me that he's got this book that's the biggest book in the world in my eyes, you know? I right. didn't really grow up in church. Uh, I didn't even read books. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. So you had no real Christian background. So when you were having the, the trip and those experiences, thinking, you know, seeing heaven and hell and things like that, the only context you had was just things you had heard throughout your life? Not well, necessarily I, being preached to or anything like that. So I went to church a little bit as a kid because my yeah. mom was like, uh, my mom got confirmed. So I went mm -hmm. to a Lutheran church. So my mom got confirmed, and I feel like that's how my mom kind of is like, like you get okay. confirmed, you get to make it to heaven. You know, yeah. Kind of yeah. Like, uh, so she puts me in a, a Lutheran church, and I would just go there, and I didn't to I learned little bits, but I didn't learn much. To okay. Be yeah. I remember right. they confirmed me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they passed me. <laughs> like I didn't memorize one of those scriptures. Yeah. Uh, so so that's kind of my background. So I had like a respect for Jesus, but I didn't have any sort of relationship. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Jesus, and um, so he reads all these these scriptures to me, and I'm like, man, why would this guy be so interested in this book? And it's like I'm seeing highlights all over this book, and. <laughs> And I'm like, he spent so much time. I'm like, my friend right here, like just a normal dude, you know, to me, uh, was so interested and intrigued by this book that he would study it and highlight all the words. And yeah. I'm like, this is crazy, you know. So I really enjoyed it. And then he brought the Bible to my house one time and we studied again. And he asked me if I had ever given my life to Christ. And I'm like, you mean like baptized? I was baptized as a baby. You know, like, right. yeah, um, and he was like, no, nah, man, you have to like really just, you know, reach out to God, ask him into your life. Da, da, da. And that night on my own while I was in bed, I prayed and asked God in my life. Uh, so he leaves his Bible there. And I remember going to sleep one day and I feel like a jolt. Right. Where I'm just like and I like look over and the Bible's over there. And I'm like, it's like, should I read it? I was like, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to read that thing. But in my mm. mind, it's like either this book is the most evil book in the world or it's the answer to all of my problems. Wow. Yeah. And the next night, the same thing happens. And I'm like, you know what? Sure. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to read it. So I lay I, I lay down and I start reading the word. I don't know how it works. So I go to page one because that's how a book works. That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading through it, and that night I got sleepy. I remember right reading it, and I get sleepy. I put my head down, and I fall asleep. Mm -hmm. I wake up, I'm like, that's the best sleep I have had in a very long time. 
because I used to just lay in bed and just fear, just fear all the time, anxiety wow. in my heart. I used to duck under my windows, bro. Like, because Sheesh, you know, man. Wow. When you weren't when you weren't tripping, you were ducking under your windows. Yeah, well, I mean, I was always high, but <laughs> I was always smoking weed, pretty much. Yeah, but, yeah. But he, he had guns and stuff, you know, which wasn't illegal yeah. or anything. So for me, I'm like, this man has guns. Yeah. He could shoot he, me at any time. Yeah, he just didn't have peace. I didn't have any peace. Yeah. So I read the word and I found enough peace to go to sleep. So then I'm like, man, that was great. I'm going to keep reading this. Mm. So I just keep reading it every night. I'm getting good sleep, getting good sleep. I was working as a barista, barista at a coffee shop. Uh, and he has no, through, no idea what I'm going through that I had given my life to Christ. He has no clue that I've been reading the word. But he's like, hey, man, you want to come to church with us on Sunday? And I'm like, yes, I want to go to church. <laughs> Heck yeah. Because <laughs> you know? I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm like, I've been reading this Bible, but I can't find nothing about Jesus. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, because I'm like, this is cool and all, but I want to hear about the Jesus that my friend was reading to me about, you know? Yeah. So I go to church, and I'm sitting up there, and that day at church, the pastor was like, I challenge you to come to church every single week this month. Right? And I, first, I never heard him say that again after that. So it's crazy. It's like my yeah. first day coming to church, I get this challenge. And I'm like, yes, I take the challenge, you know. And then within that month, uh, I get plugged into young adults group. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in there. And like I always have felt like this super special calling on my life, uh, especially since that trip, that weird trip. Yeah. I felt, I felt very special, you know, almost too special. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, almost yeah, too yeah. special. God yeah. had to kind of bring me down a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember going in there and being a part of that. And, like, one cool moment was they were like, turn out your Bibles, you know, go to John 15, 13, right? And I'm like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> you know. And, like, they had, like, a moment of, oh, my goodness. There's people in this world who don't know how to read the Bible, mm. you know, and they taught yeah. me how to read the Bible. And uh, I remember showing them my music and my music had cuss words in it still, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Were like, oh, man, this is cool, man. This is, you know, like, like <laughs> I didn't even feel judged. Uh, uh, but from that point forward, just like my life changed. And mm. then I had my what I call like my Kairos Kairos moment. Right. I had the Kairos moment driving home, that moment that was like, you have a purpose. You have yeah. something special. Um, and then uh, I had the moment when I'm sitting there, and it's like, I feel like I came to a full, I'm, I'm like, okay, God, I am a Christian. Mm. I give my life to you. I'm a Christian. What do I do now? Like, what does this mean? I don't know what it means. Um, so because nobody had told me like what's right and wrong necessarily you know i just had little things in me that were trying to tell me what was right and wrong and i just questioned them yeah and i'm like can i still go to the bar on the weekends <laughs> like i'm because i feel like life is gonna be real boring you know <laughs> if i can't go out and hang with my friends and party up a little bit you know yeah. can, I, can i still smoke weed it comes from the ground you know like right. what is like what does this mean yeah. And uh, uh, I randomly, my friend sends me this song, right? And the song starts, 
And I feel like God is speaking a thousand words to me for every word that was coming out of the song, right? Because so as soon as the song starts, I feel like the presence of God fall on me. Like, like I'm sitting in this room with God. And it's like, I feel just like this ecstasy, like this pure ecstasy that reminded me of that moment in 2008. Mm. But now I'm not in my outer body. I'm sitting at my desk, you know, yeah. and like the beat changes again and it like doubles right and uh the the lyrics start and they say pick it up pick it all up and start over again you've got a second chance you could go home escape it all it's just irrelevant you have a warm heart and a beautiful brain but it's disintegrating from the medicine and and i have this moment it's like God's speaking to me so much, and he's like, take every single thing you're holding in front of me right now, right? Look at that and understand that this is what you've been using for your peace. This mm. is what you've been using to fill a hole in your heart that only I can fill, right? There's, there, right. Is, there is a darkness in your heart that you've been trying to fill, and, and you've been using these things from this world to fill them. But in reality, they could never fill them. Mm-hmm. If you look at all of the problems in your life, they've all spawned from these exact things. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things that you've been thinking are good, but they're just a mimic of who I am. Right. Wow. If you will be willing to drop all of these things and come to me, I'll fill your heart. I'll fill your life. I'll give you purpose. And I'll take you, uh, not only will I, I change your life, but I'm going to restore the things around you. I'm going to restore relationships, friendships. I'm going to restore your peace. I'm going to restore all these things. But you have to be willing to start over. You know, mm-hmm. and when it says you've got a second chance, you could go home. For me, home wasn't my house. Home was heaven. Yeah. You, you have a second chance. And if you come with me, you don't have to worry because I'll place you in heaven. Wow. And, That's uh, good. Yeah. And I had this moment of realizing, man, the problem was never necessarily the rest of the world. It was the choices that I was making myself and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the way that I was holding myself, you know, and uh, in that moment, I just, I, I hadn't cried in years, in years. And uh, I cried for like, three hours, man, just tears of joy. Yeah. It was like, I was happily saying, oh my goodness, I'm the problem. <laughs> mm. I'm the problem, you know? And, yeah. Christ is my answer. Yeah. And it was like the phlegm got taken off my eyes and God like, it was like the dove came from heaven, man, and the Holy Spirit was on me. And, uh, the you know, the next morning I'm like, oh my goodness, did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, basically, like, one of the last steps that he did for me was I'm driving home from work. I'm like, this is what I do. This is why I'm like, so do I go over to my friend Ben's house and smoke a blunt with him? This is what we do. You know, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't feel the same, but I guess because what else do I do? So I get there yeah. and I remember, you know, we're loading up the blunt and we're looking down. And we're like, oh, man, I'm like, I don't know why I just this i don't know if i should and then it's yeah. there lights it up and goes to pass me i'm like well i guess so i hit it and at this time i had the holy spirit 
because God's like, boom, okay, here we are, right? This is what mm -hmm. I was showing you. Now, let me show you how this is destroying your life, how this is like who you're really surrounded by right now and what you're putting into your body. He starts showing me that there was people at the house I was at that were uh, actually like worshipers of Satan, right? There's people who were like demon possessed, which was kind of crazy. There's my yeah. other friend who was not demon possessed, but just all completely confused. And he also mm -hmm. showed me that they they were in a place where their life was disintegrating, right? Where these drugs weren't just disintegrating our minds, they were disintegrating God's purpose. Mm -hmm. And that if I continued to go into this environment and take part in this environment, my life was, my, his purposes for my life were going to disintegrate because they were completely okay with disintegrating, basically. Wow, wow. They never felt purpose in the first place, you know? Go to work. Yeah. Come home, smoke weed, watch watch sports, uh, try to get girls, party on the weekends, repeat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Basically, he he told me to stop smoking, and I you know I kept going there, and I was like, I just don't want to smoke anymore, guys. And slow, and I'm telling them about Jesus, and slowly they're like, All right, man, we're getting tired of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not smoking with us no more. You keep on preaching at us, and we're pretty over it, man. You know, and he pretty much uh, removes me from that situation. You know, I lose all my friends. I'm all alone. And then what does he do? He puts a new friend in my life. You yeah. know, that loves Christ. And then I made my first fully Christian song, you know. And then from there forward, it was like all Jesus. It was all Jesus. Uh, I let, you know, his spirit lead me. I've fallen, but God always picks me back up. Yeah, uh, yeah. My focus, you know, he, he, he keeps my focus in places and in my hard times, he, he, he makes sure to, to keep my, let me know, hey, man, I still love you. I'm still here for you, you know, and, and, and I'm still using you. And he's just the, you know, the best friend I ever had ever since that moment. And he's a, he's a good, good father, man. So here's yeah. my long breath story of how I'm <laughs> a Christian rapper. <laughs> Bro, yeah, that's amazing. It is, man. I love that. I didn't know you were going to go into that much detail, but I'm glad that you did because that's a that's a story that a lot of people need to hear. And I'll be honest with you, um, Aaron put me onto your music uh, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, and I I didn't look up like I didn't type in Curtis Hoppy uh, like testimony or anything like that. I just started listening to your music, and so I don't know if your testimony is really out there in full like that. Not very much. This is definitely. I've never put it on uh, uh, out there like that. I went on a tour with Miles, and he told me I need to tell that story more. So yeah. So people can get to know who I am. For uh, sure. For sure. There's so much hope in that story because uh, there's so many people that struggle with, with different things, like like what you struggled with, and a lot of people don't feel like they have any hope. And so the fact that you found hope in Jesus, just getting that testimony out there, that's gonna that's gonna rock some people's world. So I'm oh, glad sure. you went to, Yeah, I'm glad you went to, to detail on that. So what year what year was that when you put out your first Christian song and what was it called? Uh let's see. So yeah. I felt like so I had songs that were I would say Christian, but I was more like, Yeah, I'm just gonna slip a little God in here. Yeah, yeah. One was called Brainwash. Uh but the first fully Christian song uh was called Take a Step. Mm -hmm. And it's on my SoundCloud. 
Oh, is it? Okay. And I believe it's 2014. 2014. Okay, so if I go to your SoundCloud, it's on there? I, I believe so. If not, I'll, un, uh, I'll unhide it. But uh, That's sweet, man. Yeah, that was my first, uh, my first fully Christian song where I said at the beginning where I'm like, some of y'all not going to like this, but some of you are going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So you said that was 2014. So that was like when Christian hip-hop was... I mean, still a little bit like old school sounding too. So, were you old school in your sound? Because listening to you now, I'm sure you've your your style has changed over time a little bit in your sound. But was it similar to what you're doing now, or was it like that throwback hip hop, um, kind of like you know Lecrae Jesus music? That was like the first Christian hip hop song I heard, and it seemed like everybody was trying to imitate that sound. Was yours different at that point because you car- carried your old sound with you from your old stuff? Definitely carried my old. Well, I was a big Hobson fan, right? So yeah, yeah. I was like an underground, yeah, uh, uh, woke or whatever. Tech Nine, uh, yeah, Yellow Wolf, like that was yeah. like my. So I would rap really fast a lot right. back then. And, uh, lyrical. Yeah, I was like a That's lyrical uh, type cool. of rapper. So that was for me. And even really, when I became a Christian rapper, I didn't know that Christian rap existed. Really. Wow. Like, so I just felt led to make music yeah. for God. And yeah. then, like, my friend showed me uh, I'm Praying For You by, yeah. uh, by uh, Lecrae. And I was like, man, this dude is crazy. <laughs> and then I went to a Lecrae concert, and I met, not met, uh, I saw Andy Minio. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this dude's crazy. I remember the first time hearing Andy Minio was on Pandora. Right? Yeah. And it was like, it was like you can't, that you can't stop that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Where Seems I was fun. like. I remember being like, well, this dude better be a Christian because God will stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. No, that's so cool, though. Uh, and so I was checking out your music, and I was, like, blown away because, like I said, Aaron just put me onto your music like a month or so ago, and I was blown away. Like, your stuff is is really, really good. And I was like, you know, since I haven't heard this guy's music – uh, he probably doesn't, you know, rap with anybody, but maybe himself. Like he has just a bunch of solo stuff. But you're rapping with people that I listen to all the time, and so the fact that I hadn't run across your music yet blows my mind. But I'm so glad that I started listening. I mean, what is it, Space Dog? Is that what it is? Space that- Dog. Yeah, that one just hit a million yesterday. Did it really? My first song on Spotify to hit a million. Dang, that's, that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I, I remember when I sent him the song. I sent him your link, and uh, I was like, Yo, you ever hear this guy? Send him over, and a uh, couple minutes goes by. He's like, yo, how have I not heard of this guy? He's like, he's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> but, yo, yeah. congratulations on a million, bro. That's sick. Thank you. Thank you. That is I, really I, cool. I feel like we're still in our infancy, personally. You know, it's like it's like God showed me, like, man, I can do a lot for you. I just got to consens- consistently just make sure my heart is right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's just prepare- been preparing my heart for a long time and showing me where he really wants to take me. Um, but even, so my new music is like, it's a little switch, right? I feel like where God is taking me is, uh, he wants to take me to a place where I'm going to be able to appeal to both sides, right? I believe my music is about to break through, not just in the Christian world, but in the secular world. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe what God, uh, is taking me to a place of influence um, beyond what really I could imagine, right? And um, 
what I'm seeing him do is because I've seen the power on Christian hip hop, right? I've seen lives change. I've seen so much happen, but I real I, I believe that it doesn't get as much love and respect as it's meant to have, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And um, so my new music is a little more crossover. I almost call it hip hop. Okay. Right? Okay. Where it's got like, like hip hop elements, uh-huh. uh, but I'm more uh, melodic, more melodies, more, you know, and, and I believe God's going to get some songs even on secular radio and these types of place. And he's going to bring me to this place. And what I'm going to do, my plan is to be able to look, reach down into the culture and find the people who I've met, who I've been around, who I've seen their heart. And I'm going to yeah. pull them up. I'm going to do a song kind of like a Post Malone. You know yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where now I can reach reach in and I could be like, oh, man, no big deal. That dude right there is changing lives. Let me. I love no big deal. He's um, awesome. Other people, Swayze, uh, Miles Minnick. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, there, there's a lot of people out there. Like, But those are some of my favorites uh, right. right now that – and and to to say you know to pull my hand put my hand out and try and help no big deal sounds crazy, right? <laughs> because no big deal <laughs> is is already yeah yeah like I don't know I I feel like God may bring me to a place like in NF right? Wow yeah but I do want to be able to use that platform and 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 I want people because what I've found is this Christian or not it seems like people just want good music, right? When I mm-hmm. talk to somebody who's into secular music or whatever, they're like, I don't really care if they're Christian. I just want something I feel, something yeah. I relate to. So I believe people are going to be like, yeah, that dude's Christian. Cool, but he's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his music. I, like, I don't care. I, you know, I don't care. That's, what he believes is what he believes, right? Yeah. And then yeah. people, I believe people are going to look, uh, and, and it's going to change lives. Uh, and then you, you'll always have your, your, your base of Christians who follow it for the message, mm-hmm. but then you'll also have people who may not follow it for the message, but because like you said, it's just dope. You know what I mean? Good music. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I relate to this guy. Yeah. You know? And, and no matter what, I'll always, I'll always mention Christ in my interviews. I always, cause it's who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's a piece of me and it's the reason why I, I make music in the first place. Yeah. So we'll That's see what cool. happens, but I know this next season, it might get, it might get crazy. Man. That, <laughs> that's so cool. I, I, I'm pumped for that, man. I, I'm following you now. I'm following you now. So I'm going to be keeping up with you. And I was going to ask you what you felt like God was putting on your heart as of lately. You nailed that, man. You just hit <laughs> that out of the park. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, he's just taking me, taking me down a lane that it's like it's 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 a little scary, mm-hmm. you know. But God's like jump, you know, just jump. Yeah. If you're not if you're not scared, is it even worth it? You yeah. Know? Yeah, jump, and I'm gonna be there with you, and just don't forget about me, and keep on giving glory to me. Yeah. And, uh, because lives are gonna be changed, and it's long as there's going to be moments, obviously, you know, where there's going to be compromised moments where I'm going to have to choose Christ, 
right? Mm-hmm. When money, yeah. it, it's crazy because there's been moments in my life, even recently, where people are like, man, you come over here, we want to give you money, we want to give you this, but God gives me such a peace about where I am yeah. right now, where I'm like, I don't, I'm not really interested in it. That's know? cool. Like, man. And you're using words like advanced. Maybe if you said bonus, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Speaking of that, I watched that Rus that I watched the Ruslan uh, interview with KB, and they were talking about like record labels and stuff like that, and how like the advances and whatnot. Yeah, it ain't it ain't cool. <laughs> so, you just gotta pay it back. It's just, I yeah. can go to the bank and get me a nice advance. Uh, yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Call it call it a bonus and I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's at the fun. same time, that's when I really gotta guard my heart too, you know? Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. who's who's around me? That's why actually I love being with uh OVA. Uh which I don't know if you've heard much of OVA, but OVA is uh his name is Adam. He's the uh, the head person and he's the one who took me under his wing when I didn't have any money, you know, I'm using every dollar I got to just show up to a concert, you know. Mm hopefully build a little bit of a fan base and see God move. And uh, while I was there, basically one of my mentors, you guys know Brian Trejo? Yeah. Well, he was like, he was like, Curtis, you got to get music, man. You got to put it out faster. Come on, man. You just got to get it out there. (laughs) I could hear him saying it like that too. (laughs) (laughs) You got to just do it, man. You just got to go, go, go. And and I'm like, I'm like, bro, I would if I could, you know? And, uh, Adam basically messages me later. He's like, hey, you know, what's holding you back? And I'm like, bro, making music is expensive. It's mm-hmm. expensive, more expensive than people understand. And, and you don't get a whole lot of return. Mm-hmm. Um, so he one day just randomly is like, hey, bro, uh, I love what you're doing. Check your PayPal. And I'm like, what? $1,000. Oh, he's like, go ahead. Use that to finish your album. That's where uh, uh, Mansions in the Sky came from. Because mm. Adam was like, boom, here, use this to finish your album. And I'm like, nobody had ever blessed me like that other than my grandma in my entire life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And my what grandma blessed. passed away in 2015. So I was all alone out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, then, like, a couple days later, he's like, check your PayPal. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You know, uh, another $1,000. And I'm like... What is going on here? He goes, use that on yourself. And I'm like, nah, I'm buying merch, man. I need, you know, like, I never, <laughs> I couldn't spend a dollar on myself back in those days, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I, man, I, what a blessing. Yeah, so, so, and then that just turned into him bringing me down, us talking about uh, starting, a, a, like, a label together. And he just started helping me. And as we were going, doors started opening, you know, like, how I got to, to rock with Derek Minor. Was, yeah, uh, actually like a drawing, right? It was like Adam got me into a drawing to uh, open for him, right? Wow. So it was like God would use him financially to open the doors. But then when I got there, he would already like prepare a way before me and then mm-hmm. use my talents and my gifts to open the doors when we got there. So it's like Adam's like, all right, let me get this many raffles or whatever. I win the raffle. I get there, go on stage. I remember getting there and it was all, I was like, man, everybody here is just playing straight hype music. Nobody's really preaching very much. And I know the way that I did things was I do songs and I talk in between. You know, I like to testify. I like to 
to try and set the stage for God to move in people's hearts, you know? Mm. And I'm like, should I talk less? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, should I try and fit in with what's going on here? Or do I just do what I've always done? And I felt like God was like, you go in there and you do exactly what you've always done. You continue to talk about me and you give me the stage, set the stage for me. And uh, I went up there and did my thing. And like literally as I'm going on stage, Derek is walking into the to the building and then he stands there and watches my whole set. And uh, one of my friends was next to him and he looked at him and told me like, this guy's got something, you know. Yeah. And then as I'm getting off stage, he walks up to me and shakes my hand and he's like, respect, bro. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm wow. Yeah. And that ended up open doors for I go on the tour. I go on a tour with Derek and. Um, canon derek ends up loving me what actually what really got derek to love me was that story about the uh, the mushrooms wow, <laughs> it's like, really it's like, bro, you're one of my favorite people in the world right now man I don't know. <laughs> that's so cool then rmg adam get that gets us connected with rmg so now ova works side to side with rmg rmg amplify we get signed with empire distribution uh we now have a uh, uh, sync licensing we have like we have everything, so the so the label has now become kind of a powerhouse in itself. Wow! You know? Yeah. So, so it's just been crazy to watch it just build from ground up, and it's like you just step into these opportunities, and God has His own way of shining through. When yeah. Kind of let Him shine, you know. So that's a shout out to One Vision Army and everything they've done for me. Yeah, that's so sure. cool. I love that man. Uh, it's been a blessing. I'm glad that uh, Aaron put me onto your stuff, and I want people to get the same opportunity I I got when I when I started listening. And so we want to plug your stuff. We want people to know where to find you, how to find you, uh, what social media platforms, um, music. I'm sure you're everywhere. Apple, Spotify, um, all that. And Google Music has their their thing now too. But um, so talk a little bit in that, and uh, where where can we find you, man? So social media, all social media is, is the Curtis Hoppy. Curtis is K U R T I S H O P P I E. K U R T I S H O P P I E. Yo, can't forget that. I learned that from Miles. Miles went on stage one day and was and, and was like M I L E. I was just like man. And then suddenly every single person at the event follows this dude on Instagram. You know, so yeah, yeah, I'm cool. like, okay, Miles. Okay, I see you, man. That much. I was a marketing genius, That's but cool. um, so there's that. Uh, March 19th, I start releasing my EP, right? It's called Problem Child. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to say I used to be a problem to my family, I used to be a problem to myself, my community, uh, but now I'm the devil's problem. Amen. So, <laughs> That's what's up, man. I love that. Sweet, man. So Problem Child EP is coming through, and I really just believe it's gonna tell a story that can relate to somebody going from being an unbeliever to 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 becoming a believer you know or 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 just that moment like me it's like when i when i first needed god i don't even know who i'm calling on mm-hmm. you know and um uh it's kind of like a little bit of a story of god pulling me from being that problem child by like almost revealing that i was the problem child you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah the problem and so my first ep my first single comes out it's called vegan burgers right okay (laughs) it's actually a uh uh love song that i wrote two months before me and my wife got married oh congratulations by the way 
Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. Other than my salvation, the greatest gift I've ever received. Praise God, man. Probably Jay Hoppy. Shout out to you. But uh, (laughs) so we've got four music videos for it right now. So we got a music video for Vegan Burgers. Uh, The next one coming out is going to be called The Fall. Uh, Then the EP drops with uh, two, three other songs on there, Mm. including Problem Child. And and then we already have another EP prepped after that. So busy, busy, busy. Yeah, I was about to say that, man. You've been busy. <laughs> yeah, we actually, uh, I had a 12-track album that I scrapped because I heard this stuff and I was just like, I think this is it. You know, mm-hmm. I think this is it. I think this is where God's calling me to be and calling, calling, uh, calling me to do in this season. And it's like, I love the other songs. I Even while I'm out on tour, I do a lot of touring. I'm going to be doing the uh, Problem Child Tour in July. Cool. And I bring that album with me, call it the secret playlist, and it's filled with all these songs that have never been released, you know. So oh. I kind of made that exclusive for the live events. Yeah. That's cool. That's the place. But yeah, social media, the Curtis Hoppy, first single, March 19th. Um, I don't know. I don't have the exact EP release date, but I'm thinking it's going to be in June. Because tours in July, I've already got a lot. I think I'm shooting for 40 stops. I've already got 20 stops right now. No way. You got KC on the list? Uh, I No, I do not. I mean. You're about to. Come on. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, let's do it. We got a, I mean, I won't speak too soon, but maybe I get a venue in place for you. Bro, that would be awesome. Yeah. Be awesome. And we're going to have, uh, I'm bringing, uh, you guys know Servin Mike? Uh, Jesus Christ! Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my buddy, man. And uh, he told me in July he was gonna be doing a baptism tour. So I'm like, bro, what if we just put this together, yeah. right? So it's like the Problem Child EP baptism tour, right? So we're trying to have baptisms, calling people, hey man, if if you don't want to see the concert, or if you do want to see the concert, but you want to get baptized by my boy Mike Servin. Come on out, Damn. you know. So it's like it's like we're doing we're doing a concert, uh, we're doing baptisms. Uh, I just want to do something that nobody's really doing, you know. Doing something. We want to bring sound, lights, make sure that the event is really, really like quality because we want you know the secular world does it big. So yeah. we yeah. want to we want people if they're coming in and they've never seen a Christian concert or whatever. We want them to come in and be like, "Whoa, that was great!" Yeah, absolutely. You know, I yeah, didn't for sure. That, you know, so, so yeah, man, that would that would be awesome. That's cool. Yeah, let's uh, let's connect you and me. I know Aaron's got your info, um, but I think I don't know where you guys are messaging Instagram or what. But let's connect, and if if you do want to come to Kansas City, I'll I'll help you get that going here. So, sweet man, let's do. Cool. I know. I think Kalamazoo. Is, okay. What's Kalamazoo? It's a. That's in um. That's is that uh Ohio? Uh no. That's it's in the Midwest. I've heard that before, isn't it? Isn't it in the Midwest? Because I know uh, Michigan, 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 Kansas City. I have to look. I'm. I didn't do too hot in high school. No, uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kansas City, Missouri. So. Yeah, and that's that's where yeah. uh, like Tech Nine and 
Yeah, that's where Tech right. Nine's from. I met yeah. Tech Nine. We actually we did an episode where I talked about Tech Nine a little bit. Yeah, bro. Those dudes. Yeah. I do you guys see the new NF album uh lineup? Uh-uh. You know who his two features are? Is it Tech Nine? And Hobson. No, no way. way. Bro, NF album, Tech Nine and Hobson. Man, I, I think I heard to... something about that actually. Yeah. Bro, I'm, a... I... Go for it. I'm excited to hear that because I remember when uh tech nine he did like an interview back in like 20 like 2009 2010 and he said i challenge any christian rapper to come with me uh, on a tour and i was telling aaron about this i ca- yeah, yeah. i challenge any christian rapper to come on a tour with me and i guarantee he won't be a christian at the end of it and so i'm so excited maybe tech, maybe tech comes out of christian Who knows? yeah hey <laughs> well, i know there was a point the cool thing i like about that is hobson and tech nine both were dabbling in christianity yeah you know they yeah, both were so so for me i'm like okay nf i i feel like nf might be a little more ministry minded than we think or we see oh. or we understand yeah you know? for and sure. um hobson i'll be honest with you hobson is one of the people who opened my my mind to god even deeper you know because mm-hmm. he ill mind hobson five right I go through and he's like, you know, spitting all this wisdom. He's calling me out, man. All you do is smoke weed and do drugs and this. And I'm like, <laughs> you're talking to me. <laughs> you know, he, he's cussing all through it. And at the end, he says, the man above is my guide. And so it's like he gave glory yeah. to God at the end of his thing. And I was like, oh, so this man's mm. wisdom is coming from God. Yeah. You know, so for me, that was big, you know. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I think, yeah, man, I'm excited to hear what this all turns out to be. But. No yeah, doubt, man. Yeah, you got to send me over uh, send me over some links. I'll throw them all in the description below the video here. Uh, that way, if anyone wants to, if they can buy merch, if they could buy albums, if they could, even I'll, I'll put your, your Instagram and Facebook link there too. Um, but yo, we actually, we had a list of questions. I don't know if you, you rehearsed this before. <laughs> we had them. a list of questions and you hit them in the order that we wanted them. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking at mine go down and I'm like, nah, he got yeah, that. Yeah, got that. Check, got that. Check. <laughs> yeah. I was reading them too. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I need to try to not mention some of this stuff. Cause I know once I was talking to my wife, I was like, they were thinking 15 minutes, but I'm going to be honest. Knowing me, <laughs> it's gonna be no. a little different. No, <laughs> no cool. man. I'm, we I'm want happy content, that you opened so. up. Like, like, yeah. like Houston was saying, like that met that story alone, man. Like your testimony will help so many people. So just having it accessible and out there, you know, like some people, like you said, there are people out there that love you just for those stories. You know what I yeah. mean? So if that could bring one soul to Jesus, it's all that matters, right? I believe there may be a big group of people out there, you know, that come from a similar place. You know, you never know who who sees all this and and, you know, suddenly got a a bunch of people who was deep into psychedelics coming to Jesus. Amen. (laughs) It's the Jesus movement all over again. Jesus movement. It's the 60s. Come on. That's right. That's right. That's it. I love it, dude. All right, man. So. You have anything else to say, Houston? Or? No, man, but you're a blessing. I appreciate you coming on and talking with us and sharing your heart and your story and um, talking about your music because, I mean, that was all awesome. So grateful for you, man. Thank and you. Uh, just before we hop off, I don't know if you remember, but this is going back like almost five years ago when I first got put onto your music. 
I reached out and I was talking to you about a struggle I was going through. And it was just a nonstop back and forth fight. And it literally, it's just something that like your, your testimony and you explaining and opening up to me and being real about it is what started that snowball in my life. You know what I mean? So it, it definitely, it's something that I've, I've been able to overcome in my own life. And it, it wouldn't have started had I not seen somebody that I could relate to even before hearing those stories that you just shared with us. But just thank you, bro. I, we, I appreciate you more than you know. You know what I mean? Thank you for sharing, man. And, and thank God for putting me in the right place at the right time and, you know, giving me a heart to, to care for, for everyone. I think that's an important thing for me. And yeah. Just, yeah. Just says, keep on caring about the one, you know, and, and I'll do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, you're a blessing. You're a blessing, dude. You guys are blessings too, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'll definitely be sharing all this and cool. I'm Sounds good. I'm excited, man. Right on. Right, so we looking forward to the stuff coming out. Appreciate you, man. Sir. March nineteenth. Yeah. yeah. Right on. <laughs> all right. We'll catch all you right, soon. Peace, man. bro. Thanks, man. God bless you guys. God peace, bless you bro. too, man. Wake up and I get it. I get it. Way from zero to infinity. Know you feel it, know you feel it. This is my time now. It ain't finished till it's finished. Still in my zone. Yeah. Still on my face, yeah. I've been crying out to ya, 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 ya. Still in my zone. Hey. I got the spirit in me. You gon' see me shine. Wake up and I get it. I get it. Way from zero to infinity. Know you feel it, know you feel it, this is my time now It ain't finished, tell it's finished, still in my zone Yeah Still on my face, yeah, I've been crying out to ya, 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 ya in my zone Ay. I got the spirit in me, you gon' see me shine Kurt shirtless in the house. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? I'm What's well. Going? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Cool. Yo, thank you for taking this time and coming on. It really means a lot to us. Thank you for uh for wanting me to come on and be a part of what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So basically, our, our <laughs> podcast is just like, if you haven't checked it out, it's uh, Sons of the King. We're just trying to make disciples. We love Jesus. You love Jesus. And so... We just wanna we just wanna try to get your get your message out there as much as possible. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. And I'm definitely I'll definitely be sharing it. People can check it out and and check out more of what you guys are doing too. Sweet. Cool. Appreciate that, man. No further ado. Basically just a, a brief introduction, who you are, where you're from, and basically how you came to know Jesus. Well, uh my name's Curtis Hoppy. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Moved out of Las Vegas at the age of 17. Uh, basically, growing up, uh, a pretty big part of my backstory, which I didn't realize was as big as it was until later in my life, was uh, at the age of four, I lost my dad to uh, drugs and alcohol. Passed away. He had stomach ulcers, and uh, you know, but I was so young that I didn't really realize what it was like, what it even meant necessarily. You know, and my mom never 
remarried. My mom never got a new male figure in my life, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, that was just really big for me that I found in the future of actually how important having a father figure is in your life. And that like so many of the problems within myself throughout my life spawned from not having uh, a male, a strong male role model in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got into running track and field. Well, my mom got me into track and field. By the time I was 11, I actually was a 15 time All-American, right? Which is kind of a crazy part, which I believe uh, my mom, by like putting me into these sports and like showing me that if I put my full heart and mind into something, anything is possible. Uh, right. And I learned that through my mom and through like these, this running and stuff. And, but uh, at the age of 11, I started having knee issues, right? Mm-hmm. And, okay. um, and I slowed down. I went from placing second in the Junior Olympics, being on the cover of Youth Runner magazine, uh, to being like rank 80th over just a snap of the fingers, you know? So my uh-huh. whole life, I'm thinking up to that point, I'm going to the Olympics. You know, in reality, my identity was in running you know and then i had this moment where i feel like it was almost like i had a midlife crisis at the age of 11. (laughs) yeah so i'm like well crap you know i used to be this elite person i'm feeling like it's done for me you know obviously it's not done for you at the age of 11. but (laughs) i think that was like the first time the enemy had tricked me you know into to being like hey ain't nothing left for you man you know, <laughs> figure yeah. out figure out something, you know, and I, and I had lost my identity at that age. And uh, I had a friend who introduced me to video games. Right. So I'm like, oh, awesome. I start playing these games. And before I know it, uh, it turns into 14 years, basically, of, of playing two different games, uh, Warcraft three and Starcraft two. Uh, the first seven years, I get pretty darn good at these video games. You know, I, I'm like climbing up the ladder there and I get to a point where I'm like top on the ladder at that at Warcraft three and then Starcraft two's coming out. So I'm like, I'm switching games, switch games, uh, climb the ladder to I got when I finished the game, I was ranked number one North America in two versus two. OK, what? and uh, yeah, so <laughs> I but in the meantime, I was, it was like I was so focused in on this one thing that the rest of my life behind me was kind of crumbling, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I had struggles with getting along with people. Uh, my friend groups all started kind of outcasting me, started kind of like pushing me out, and, and I think it was because it had a lot to do with, now that I look at it, I didn't have that father figure, so I didn't know how really to, to interact with people. You know, mm-hmm. so like I was just kind of like funny, uh, kind of outgoing, kind hearted guy. But everybody else was a little more, you know, uh, the jokes were a little harsher, a little meaner, a little more personal. And I was just got mm-hmm. to a point where I'm like, man, I'm just kind of. I like people on video games a lot more than I like mm-hmm. in this world, you know. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I started neglecting a lot of things in my life, track and field, like. I started using track and field as a way to uh, manipulate my mom, you know, because my mom's like, oh, you know, I need you to be running. And I'm like, well, if you don't do this for me, then I'm not going to run anymore type of thing. You know, I just started 
becoming a pretty selfish, self-centered person. You know, my, my grades started going down. I only got to run like two seasons of running in high school my whole, my wow. whole life. I was wow. pretty lucky to, to graduate high school, really. I don't know how I graduated, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> but, but, but you did. Yeah. But I graduated. Uh, my brother always, my brother uh, was always a rapper. My brother started rapping in ninth grade. I was his biggest fan. And uh, he always was like, bro, you're so talented. You should do this. And I'm like, I really don't care. You know, like, <laughs> I loved video games so much that it was like, why would I even want to make, you know, why would I do anything else? You know, yeah. my family's told me a million times that these games are destroying my life. All these types of things, you know. So this is just a little bit of where I'm at uh, before Christ starts hitting me. Uh, crazy part of my story. I won't go too deep into this. 2008, I had what I believe is somewhat of a spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And I'm in no way saying that anyone should do this. Or am I saying that anyone should? Uh, yeah, basically, I do not condone uh the use i know psychedelic I know drugs <laughs> but, so one day i you know i'm trying to sell weed you know i'm i i always failed as a drug dealer too because i just smoked it all you know i was i did a lot of you know i was i was trying to uh, get by however i could and uh yeah uh this this uh my my drug dealer was like hey man you can do some some mushrooms I end up taking these mushrooms, and while I'm on these mushrooms, I first feel like I get taken to this place that was like, I see like a body of light, and this body of light, it just felt like perfect. Like, I felt like a presence upon me that I had never thought I had felt before. Like, like I had never felt it. And in my mind, I'm like, what is this? What is this? And it's like trying to say, like, perfection is really what it felt like it was, but it, I was like, there's no such thing as perfection. There's no mm -hmm. such thing. And, uh, but then it was like, no, it is what it is, right? So then I'm like, oh, my goodness, I think I just experienced heaven. And then I get pulled out of that place. I get put back in the world, and I'm thinking heaven's on earth. I'm wow. thinking, like, oh, my goodness. I'm going through this crazy, crazy <laughs> situation where I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can be Goku. I can fly. I'm it, was, it was crazy. I tried to fly out the roof, bro. I tried to fly out the roof, and it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, because obviously at, at this point I'm definitely being – uh, I'm in a false world, right? And I yeah. try to run. And I just start thinking, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I was shown heaven. I'm thinking I get heaven. It's like I had unlocked all of these secrets, right? But I don't get it, right? It's like I saw heaven, but I don't get to have heaven. And then my, I felt like, and then the people I was around was like, bro, you're being crazy. And they put me back in my room. And they tell me, you're being crazy. Go in your room. They turn off the lights. At this time, I feel like I get taken to another place, right? <laughs> I know it's getting crazy, right? And it was, it was the opposite. It was the opposite of the first place. The first place you're there, and it felt like there was like this body of light, and everyone was connected. It was like all people are connected, and you're connected with all these things. And now this place was complete darkness, right? There's no, there was no one else. It was just me, myself, and I. Like, my body wasn't even there. It was just me in pure sadness. I was in pure sadness, pure disconnect. And I just remember being there and just crying for hours and hours and hours. Uh, then I finally fall asleep. I wake up the next day. I can't remember anything at all. You know, my girlfriend at the time was like, 
you know what happened, right? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, two weeks later, my uh, drug dealer calls me over to talk about the situation and uh, everything starts coming back to my mind. And I was going through this moment of like, like almost wanting to kill myself happily, right? It was like, mm. it was like something was trying to tell me that, hey, there's a heaven. You can go to that heaven, but you're being imprisoned by your body. Wow. Right? And I went through this, this moment of like, like, I don't want to be here because I found something that was so much better than being here. And like, I literally, like, it was like the, the enemy was trying to trick me and like take me out before I could do what I was called to do. You know, wow. like, like, take your life take your life. You'll be better off. You'll be better off in heaven. Right. And, um, and my heart was beating like 10,000 miles an hour for this whole entire day. And, um, at the end of the day, I came to this conclusion. Okay. I can't take my life because there's a hell, right? Mm -hmm. Cause I remember experiencing that dark place and I'm like the life that I've lived, there's no way I'd be going to heaven. So I can't mm -hmm. take my life. Wow. And I come to this conclusion, okay, there's a heaven and there's a hell. And in order for me to get to heaven or hell, the life that I live here is going to determine where I go. Mm. So this is the first time in my life where I really was awoken that, like, my actions have a uh, – they're going to have an effect on something beyond this earth. Right. You know, so then I go into eight years because that's 2008. I get saved in 2013. And so I don't know it's Jesus, though. I don't know the answer is Jesus. Right. I don't know. So yeah. I'm going in this circle of I'm trying to figure out spirituality. I'm going into to meditation. I'm going into these new age types of religions. But I'm starting. But it's like my life kept on going in circles. It's like at first I'm like, I'm not smoking no weed. Right. Because that was the scariest situation that I had ever felt in my life. That, that, right. that, that trip was so scary. So I'm like, I'm not smoking weed, da da da. And then one day, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll try it one time. And it didn't hurt, you know? So I just keep on going in this, I'm like, I fall right back into my old lifestyle again. Mm. And uh, uh, I basically had this moment where, I, so I'm going down, I'm just very depressed, very anxious, I'm hurting very much I, I can't sleep at night I feel like my next door neighbor wants to murder me i got so much stuff going through me you know i i i had an addiction to to spice at one point uh you know like i don't even know what that is you uh, just mean spices or sp is that a drug synthetic marijuana synthetic weed okay. yeah <laughs> yeah I've never heard of that before and i and and enemy was using that to mess with me and uh you know i'm doing all this meditation and stuff and then that and that that's super dangerous too right like a lot of people die just from that i yeah, watched some documentaries back, on it <laughs> back then it wasn't as like known you know like back then it was so it was new right and it was like yo you could smoke this and you could pass a p test you know mm -hmm. and um so i'm just trying to i'm trying to figure out life i'm trying to better myself i'm trying to be the best person i could be and, but like I have no moral code or no moral compass as to what is right, you know, what is wow. right to me was like work really hard. You can get yourself a Lamborghini. You can get yourself a nice house. You can get like these were 
you know, but it's like you have to just work really hard to get there. You know, you can imagine it and it can come into to life. But mm-hmm. as I'm trying to do these things, you know, I had no self-control, no, no nothing. And, and I just kept on staying in the same place and going deeper into my depression and my sadness. And um, so one day I'm driving home from work and I'm driving down this highway and I remember looking at a tree and I had this thought of like, like, man, you know, I'm such a problem in this world. I'm such a problem to my family. I'm such a problem to everyone around me. Maybe, maybe they'd be better off without me. Right. Mm. And like, I have this thought of like how easy it would be to like pull my, my, uh, steering wheel. Right. And pass away. My family would be better off. And then I had a thought again of that, that, uh, mushroom trip. Right. Where it's like, nah, man, you're going to go to hell. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And, And I have this moment from God where God's like, Hey, you know, you, you think that you're the, the, the piece of the machine that never had a place. But in re- you think you're the piece that's destroying everything, but in reality, you're the missing piece because you never showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. you, you could have been what helped your brother succeed in his rap career. You could have been the, what helped your family do this and this and this, but you spent so much time, you've wasted your time. Yeah, and and, and he says you. He told me you're special. You have you love people in a way that is different, and I need you to go home and start making music. Wow, as as crazy as it sounds, right? Like I need you to go home and start writing music because it's like I had been people have been telling me to write music for the longest time, but I had no reason necessarily. And my brother had even bought me recording equipment two years prior, and I just never did because I played video games. Uh, so that's when I went home and I started making music. I wasn't making it for Christ yet, but I was making like a, I was like all anti-Illuminati, you know, (laughs) I'm like, you know, my, my music was like, they just want you to be worried about the cars, the clothes and the women. And they want to, 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 to use your mind. They want to, to, uh, to brainwash you to, to consume, right? Right. Being brainwashed to consume, you know, that was uh, like Hobson was my favorite rapper. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and so I started making this music. Uh, sorry, this story is probably going kind of <laughs> going no, long. No, no, no this cool, is man. really good. This is really good. It sounds to me like that day when you were driving home and you were about to just take your wheel and, and go off the road, God actually instilled purpose in you at that day. That is the day, man. Yeah, it yeah. Was the day. He, I went home and that day I didn't want to play video games that day. Right. Now, oh, that man. wasn't the day I stopped playing video games, but that day I didn't want to make video games, play video games. Wow. I went, wow. got my, my recording equipment. I wrote my first song uh, and put it on SoundCloud and it was called Heart. And it was like, they should have told you that real music's from the heart. We turned on that plague. Poetry's a work of art. Cut out all that fake and we don't mess with uh, cuss word bars. <laughs> uh, so don't tell us about your money and your million dollar cars. You know, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm making this music and I'm like, oh, I'm making this kind of like hope type music, woke type music. And uh, and I'm going more into my uh, 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 spirituality type stuff. And, you know, and I'm doing pretty well. Then I meet a new person come by. We kind of fall off a little bit again. And I start making music that's a little less hope, you know, 
Uh, but this guy happened to know Jesus. He may have been a backslider. He may have been, you know, right there doing all the same things as me. But the one thing he wasn't doing was uh, worshiping false gods necessarily, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one day he comes over and I'm like, I'm like, bro, before we make this song, we should do a guided meditation. Right. And he's mm-hmm. like, guided meditation. What is that? Well, what are we meditating on? And I'm like, I don't know, like the universe. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> get in touch with the universe, you know, yeah, get yeah, in touch with your inner self, you know. And he's like, uh, if we're not meditating on Jesus, that's witchcraft, and I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Amen. I'm, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, in my mind, I'm like, witchcraft. I'm, all, I'm over here trying to better myself. <laughs> you know? I'm trying, I'm trying to. You know, find my inner peace. Yeah, yeah, a witch. <laughs> and he's like, nah, man, uh, that's that's wrong, you know. And uh, he, we end up pulling out the Bible, right? He pulls out the Bible, and I remember he he pull he turns over to the to the red letters, and he starts reading to me. And at that time, one of my biggest biggest things of fear was my next door neighbor. I. I felt like he wanted to, cause we were my my grandma has this property or whatever, and and he, he was living on our property and like smoking or whatever. I felt like the enemy tricked me, made me think that this man wanted to uh, somehow maneuver his way into my family and steal our property, right? And I thought he was gonna murder us, and somehow either blame it on me, or you know, and then he would be the one left with the property. So I had this fear. You know, and like I was wow. so afraid and uh, he was reading the words, uh, uh, love your neighbor, you know, love your neighbor. And I'm like, my neighbor, you know, I don't <laughs> want to love my neighbor, you know, and it was like, you know, wicked is a man who who uh, plots evil against his neighbor when his neighbor's done nothing wrong against him. Yeah. And I start thinking, I'm like. I don't think my neighbor's actually done anything wrong to me. <laughs> and I'm like almost like thinking like maybe this whole entire thing is false. You know, maybe this whole thing and and I'm like, man, I need to I need to love my neighbor and and, and he just keeps reading and I'm just feeling the presence of God on me. I just mm. felt something special and, and it was crazy to me that he's got this book that's the biggest book in the world in my eyes, you know. I right. didn't grow up in church. Uh, I didn't even read books. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. So you had no real Christian background. So when you were having the the trip and those experiences, thinking you know, seeing heaven and hell and things like that, the only context you had was just things you had heard throughout your life, not well, necessarily I, being preached to or anything like that. So I went to church a little bit as a kid because my yeah. mom was like, uh, my mom got confirmed. So I went mm-hmm. to a Lutheran church. So my mom got confirmed, and I feel like that's how my mom kind of is like. Like you get okay. confirmed, you get to make it to heaven. You know, yeah. Kind of yeah. Like, uh, so she puts me in a, a Lutheran church, and I would just go there, and I didn't. To I learned little bits, but I didn't learn much. To okay. Be honest. Yeah. I remember right. they confirmed me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they passed me. <laughs> like I didn't memorize <laughs> one of those scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so that's kind of my background. So I had like a respect for Jesus, but I didn't have any sort of relationship. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Jesus. And um, 
So he reads all these these scriptures to me, and I'm like, man, why would this guy be so interested in this book? And it's like I'm seeing highlights all over this book, and and I'm like, he spent so much time. I'm like, my friend right here, like just a normal dude, you know, to me, uh, was so interested and intrigued by this book that he would study it and highlight all the words. And yeah. I'm like, this is crazy, you know? So I really enjoyed it. And then he brought the Bible to my house one time and we studied again. And he asked me if I had ever given my life to Christ. And I'm like, you mean like baptized? I was baptized as a baby, you know, like, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And he was like, no, nah, man, you have to like really just, you know, reach out to God, ask him into your life. Da, da, da. And that night on my own, while I was in bed, I prayed and asked God in my life. Uh, so he leaves his Bible there, and I remember going to sleep one day, and I feel like a jolt, right, where I'm just like, and I like look over, and the Bible's over there, and I'm like, it's like, should I read it? I was like, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to read that thing. But in my mm. mind, it's like, either this book is the most evil book in the world, or it's the answer to all of my problems. Wow. Yeah. The next night, the same thing happens. And I'm like, you know what? Sure. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to read it. So I lay, I, I lay down and I start reading the word. I don't know how it works. So I go to page one because that's how a book works. That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading through it. And that night I got sleepy. I remember right reading it and I get sleepy. I put my head down. I fall asleep. Mm -hmm. I wake up. I'm like, that's the best sleep I have had in a very long time because i used to just lay in bed in just fear just fear all the time anxiety wow. in my heart i used to duck under my windows bro like because sheesh you know, man wow. when you weren't when you weren't tripping you were ducking under your windows yeah well i mean i was always high but <laughs> i was always smoking weed pretty much yeah but, yeah but he, he had guns and stuff you know which wasn't illegal yeah. or anything so for me i'm like this man has guns yeah. he could shoot he, me at any time yeah he just didn't have peace I didn't have any peace. Yeah. So I read the word and I found enough peace to go to sleep. So then I'm like, man, that was great. I'm going to keep reading this. Mm -hmm. So I just keep reading it every night. I'm getting good sleep, getting good sleep. I was working as a barista, barista at a coffee shop. Uh, and he has no, through, no idea what I'm going through that I had given my life to Christ. He has no clue that I've been reading the word. But he's like, hey, man, you want to come to church with us on Sunday? And I'm like, yes, I want to go to church. With you. <laughs> Heck yeah. Because you know? I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm like, I've been reading this Bible, but I can't find nothing about Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. I'm like, because I'm like, this is cool and all, but I want to hear about the Jesus that my friend was reading to me about, you know? Yeah. So I go to church and I'm sitting up there. And that day at church, the pastor was like, I challenge you to come to church every single week this month. Right. And I, I never heard him say that again after that. So it's crazy. It's like my yeah. first day coming to church, I get this challenge. And I'm like, yes, I take the challenge, you know. And then within that month, uh, I get plugged into young adults group. You mm -hmm. know, I'm in there. And like I always had felt like this super special calling on my life, uh, especially since that trip, that weird trip. Yeah. I felt, I felt very special, you know, almost too special. <laughs> you know, like, you know, almost yeah, too yeah. special. God yeah. had to kind of bring me down a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I just remember going in there and being a part of that. And 
like one cool moment was they were like, turn out your Bibles, you know, go to John 15, 13, right? And I'm like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> you know? And like, they had like a moment of, oh my goodness, there's people in this world who don't know how to read the Bible, mm. <laughs> you know? And they taught yeah. me how to read the Bible. And uh, I remember showing them my music and my music had cuss words in it still, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Was like, oh man, this is cool, man. This is, you know, like, like I didn't feel judged. Uh, uh, but from that point forward, just like my life changed. And mm -hmm. then I had my, what I call like my Kairos Kairos moment, right? I had the Kairos moment driving home. That moment that was like, you have a purpose. You have yeah. something special. Um, and then uh, I had the moment when I'm sitting there and it's like, I feel like I came to a full I'm, I'm like, okay, God, I am a Christian. Mm. I give my life to you. I'm a Christian. What do I do now? Like, what does this mean? I don't know what it means. Um, so, because nobody had told me, like, what's right and wrong necessarily. You know, I just had little things in me that were trying to tell me what was right and wrong, and I just questioned them. Yeah. And I'm like, can I still go to the bar on the weekends? <laughs> like, Because I feel like life is going to be real boring. You know, <laughs> if I can't go out and hang with my friends and party up a little bit, you know, yeah. can, I, can I still smoke weed? It comes from the ground, you know, like, right. what is, like, what does this mean? Yeah. And, uh, uh, I, randomly, my friend sends me this song, right? And the song starts, and I feel like God is speaking a thousand words to me for every word that was coming out of the song. Right. Because so as soon as the song starts, I feel like the presence of God fall on me. Like like I'm sitting in this room with God. And wow. It's like I feel just like this ecstasy, like this pure ecstasy that reminded me of that moment in 2008. Mm. But now I'm not in my outer body. I'm sitting at my desk, you know, yeah. and, and like the beat changes again and it like doubles. Right. And uh the the lyrics start and they say pick it up pick it all up and start over again you've got a second chance you could go home escape it all it's just irrelevant you have a warm heart and a beautiful brain but it's disintegrating from the medicine and and i have this moment it's like god's speaking to me so much and he's like take every single thing you're holding in front of me right now right Look at that and understand that this is what you've been using for your peace. This mm. is what you've been using to fill a hole in your heart that only I can fill. Right? There's, there, right. Is, there is a darkness in your heart that you've been trying to fill. And, and you've been using these things from this world to fill them. But in reality, they could never fill them. Mm. If you look at all the problems in your life, they've all spawned from these exact things. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the things that you've been thinking are good, but they're just a mimic of who I am, right? Wow. If you will be willing to drop all of these things and come to me, I'll fill your heart, I'll fill your life, I'll give you purpose, and I'll take you, uh, not only will I, I change your life, but I'm going to restore the things around you. I'm going to restore relationships, friendships, I'm going to restore your peace 
I'm going to restore all these things, but you have to be willing to start over. You know, mm-hmm. and when it says you've got a second chance, you could go home. For me, home wasn't my house. Home was heaven. Yeah. You, you have a second chance. And if you come with me, you don't have to worry because I'll place you in heaven. Wow. And, That's uh, good. Yeah. And I had this moment of realizing, man, the problem was never necessarily the rest of the world. It was the choices that I was making myself and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the way that I was holding myself. You know, and uh, in that moment, I just I I hadn't cried in years, in years. And uh, I cried for like three hours, man, just tears of joy. It was like I was happily saying, oh, my goodness, I'm the problem. (laughs) Mm. I'm the problem, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Christ is my answer. Yeah. And it was like the phlegm got taken off my eyes. And God, like, it's like the dove came from heaven, man. And the Holy Spirit was on me. And, uh. The, you know, the next morning, I'm like, oh, my goodness, did this happen? <laughs> um, and uh, basically, like, one of the last steps that he did for me was I'm driving home from work. I'm like, this is what I do. This is what I'm like, so do I go over to my friend Ben's house and smoke a blunt with him? This is what we do. You know, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't feel the same, but I guess because what else do I do? So I get there. Yeah. And I remember, you know, we're loading up the blunt and we're looking down and we're like, oh man, I'm like, I don't know if I should smoke this. I don't know if I should. And then it's yeah. there, lights it up and goes to pass me. I'm like, well, I guess. So I hit it. And at this time I had the Holy Spirit because God's like, boom, okay, here we are, right? This is what mm-hmm. I was showing you. Now, let me show you how this is destroying your life, how this is like, who you're really surrounded by right now and what you're putting into your body. He starts showing me that there was people at the house I was at that were uh, actually like worshipers of Satan, right? There's people who were like demon possessed, which was kind of crazy. There's my other friend who was not demon possessed, but just all completely confused. And he also Mm -hmm. showed me that they, they were in a place where their life was disintegrating, right? where these drugs weren't just disintegrating our minds, they were disintegrating God's purpose. Mm -hmm. And that if I continued to go into this environment and take part in this environment, my life was, my, his purposes for my life were going to disintegrate because they were completely okay with disintegrating. Basically. Wow. Wow. They never felt purpose in the first place, you know, go to work, come home, smoke weed, watch, watch sports, uh, Try to get girls, party on the weekends, repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Basically, he, he told me to stop smoking. And I, you know, I kept going there. And I was like, I just don't want to smoke anymore, guys. And slow, and I'm t- telling them about Jesus. And slowly, they're like, all right, man, we're getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not smoking with us no more. You keep on preaching at us. And we're pretty over it, man. You know, and he pretty much uh, removes me. From that situation, you know, I lose all my friends. I'm all alone. And then what does he do? He puts a new friend in my life, you yeah. know, that loves Christ. And then I made my first fully Christian song, you know, and then from there forward, it was like all Jesus. It was all Jesus. Uh, I let, you know, his spirit lead me. I've fallen, but God always picks me back up. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
my focus, you know, he, he, he keeps my focus in places and in my hard times, he, he, he makes sure to, to keep my, let me know, Hey man, I still love you. I'm still here for you, you know, and, and, and I'm still using you. And he's just the, you know, the best friend I ever had ever since that moment. And he's a, he's a good, good father, man. So here's yeah. my long breath story of how I became <laughs> a Christian rapper. <laughs> Bro, yeah. That's amazing. It is, man. I love that. I didn't know you were going to go into that much detail, but I'm glad that you did because that's a that's a story that a lot of people need to hear. And I'll be honest with you, um, Aaron put me onto your music uh, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, and I I didn't look up like I didn't type in Curtis Hoppy uh, like testimony or anything like that. I just started listening to your music, and so I don't know if your testimony is really out there in full like that. Not very much. This is definitely. I've never put it on a, a out there like that. I went on a tour with Miles, and he told me I need to tell that story more, so yeah. people can get to know who I am. For uh, sure, for sure. There's so much hope in that story because mm-hmm. uh, there's so many people that struggle with with different things, like like what you struggled with, and a lot of people don't feel like they have any hope. And so the fact that you found hope in Jesus, just getting that t- testimony out there. That's gonna that's gonna rock some people's world. So I'm oh, glad sure. you went to, Yeah, I'm glad you went to, to detail on that. So what year what year was that when you put out your first Christian song and what was it called? Uh let's see. So yeah. I felt like so I had songs that were I would say Christian, but I was more like, Yeah, I'm just gonna slip a little God in here. Yeah, yeah. One was called Brainwash. Uh but the first fully Christian song uh was called Take a Step. Mm-hmm. And it's on my SoundCloud. Oh, is it? Okay. And I believe it's 2014. 2014. Okay, so if I go to your SoundCloud, it's on there. I I believe so. If not, I'll un uh, I'll unhide it. But uh, that's sweet, man. Yeah, that was my first uh, my first fully Christian song. Where I said at the beginning, where I'm like, some of y'all not gonna like this, but some of you gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. So you said that was 2014. So that was like when. Christian hip hop was, I mean, still a little bit like old school sounding too. So were you old school in your sound? Because listening to you now, I'm sure you've your your style has changed over time a little bit in your sound. But was it similar to what you're doing now, or was it like that throwback hip hop, um, kind of like you know Lecrae Jesus music? That was like the first Christian hip hop song I heard, and it seemed like everybody was trying to imitate that sound. Was yours different at that point because you car- carried your old sound with you from your old stuff? Definitely carried my old. Well, I was a big Hobson fan, right? So yeah, yeah. I was like an underground, yeah, uh, uh, woke or whatever. Tech Nine, uh, yeah, Yellow Wolf, like that was yeah. like my. So I would rap really fast a lot right. back then. And, uh, lyrical. Yeah, I was like a That's lyrical uh, type cool. of rapper. So that was for me. And even really, when I became a Christian rapper, I didn't know that Christian rap existed. Really. Wow. Like, so I just felt led to make music yeah. for God. And yeah. then, like, my friend showed me uh, I'm Praying For You by, yeah. uh, by uh, Lecrae. And I was like, man, this dude is crazy. <laughs> and then I went to a Lecrae concert, and I met, not met, uh, I saw Andy Mino. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this dude's crazy. I remember the first time hearing Andy Mino was on Pandora. Right? Yeah. And it was like, it was like you can't, that you can't stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where Sometimes. I was like. I remember being like, well, 
this dude better be a Christian because God will stop him. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. No, that's so cool, though. Uh, and so I was checking out your music, and I was, like, blown away because, like I said, Aaron just put me onto your music, like, a month or so ago, and I was blown away. Like, your stuff is is really, really good. And I was like, you know, since I haven't heard this guy's music, uh, he probably doesn't, you know, rap with anybody but maybe himself. Like, he has just a bunch of solo stuff. But you're rapping with people that I listen to all the time. And so the fact that I hadn't run across your music yet blows my mind but I'm so glad that I started listening. I mean, what is it? Space Dog? Is that what it is? Space that, Dog. Yeah, that one just hit a million yesterday. For, did it really? Uh, <laughs> first song on Spotify to hit a million. Dang, that's, that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I, I remember when I sent him the song. I sent him your link. And uh, I was like, yo, you ever hear this guy? Send him over. And uh, a couple minutes goes by. He's like, yo, how have I not heard of this guy? He's like, he's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> But yo, yeah. congratulations on a million, bro. That's sick. Thank you. Thank you. That is I, really I, cool. I feel like we're still in our infancy, personally. You know, it's like it's like God showed me, like, man, I can do a lot for you. I just got to consistent, consistently just make sure my heart is right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's just prepared, been preparing my heart for a long time and showing me where he really wants to take me. Um, but even so, my new music is like. It's a little switch, right? I feel like where God is taking me is uh, he wants to take me to a place where I'm going to be able to appeal to both sides, right? I believe my music is about to break through, not just in the Christian world, but in the secular world. Yeah, yeah. And I believe what God uh, is taking me to a place of influence um, beyond what really I could imagine, right? And um, what I'm seeing him do is because I've seen the power on Christian hip-hop, right? I've seen lives change. I've seen so much happen. But I, real, I, I believe that it doesn't get as much love and respect as it's meant to have, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And um, so my new music is a little more crossover. I almost call it hip-hop. Okay, right? okay. Where it's got, like, like hip-hop elements. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm more uh, melodic, more melodies, more, you know, and, and I believe God's going to get some songs even on secular radio and these types of place. And he's going to bring me to this place. And what I'm going to do, my plan is to be able to look, reach down into the culture and find the people who I've met, who I've been around, who I've seen their heart. And I'm going to yeah. pull them up. I'm going to do a song kind of like a Post Malone. You know yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where now I can reach reach in and I could be like, oh, man, no big deal. That dude right there is changing lives. Let me. I love no big deal. He's um, awesome. Other people, Swayze, uh, Miles Minnick. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, there, there's a lot of people out there. Like, But those are some of my favorites uh, right. right now that and, and to, to say, you know, to pull my hand, put my hand out and try and help no big deal sounds crazy. Right. <laughs> because no big deal. <laughs> is is already yeah yeah like i don't know i i feel like god may bring me to a place like in nf right wow yeah i do want to be able to use that platform and 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 i want people because what i've found is this christian or not it seems like people just want good music right when i Mm -hmm. talk to somebody who's 
in the secular music or whatever, they're like, I don't really care if they're Christian. I just want something I feel, something I yeah. relate to. So I believe people are going to be like, yeah, that dude's Christian. Cool, but he's dope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I love his music. Like, like I don't care. I, you know, I don't care. That's, what he believes is what he believes. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. people, I believe people are going to look, uh, and, and it's going to change lives. And then you you'll always have your 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 base of Christians who follow it for the message, but then you'll also have people who may not follow it for the message, but because like you said, it's just dope. You know what I mean? Good music, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I relate to this guy. Yeah. You know? And and no matter what, I'll always I'll always mention Christ in my interviews. I always because it's who I am. You know, mm-hmm. right? It's a, piece, it's a piece of me, and it's the reason why I I make music in the first place. Yeah. So. We'll That's see what happens, but I know this next season it might get it might get crazy. Man, that, that's so cool. I, I I'm pumped for that, man. I, I'm following you now. I'm following you now, so I'm gonna be keeping up with you. And I was gonna ask you what you felt like God was putting on your heart as of lately. You nailed that, man. You just hit that <laughs> out of the park. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, he's just taking me taking me down a lane that it's like it's 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 a little scary, mm-hmm. you know. But God's like jump, you know, just jump. Yeah. If you're not if you're not scared, is it even worth it? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Jump, and I'm gonna be there with you, and just don't forget about me, and keep on giving glory to me. Yeah. And, uh, because lives are gonna be changed, and it's long as th- there's gonna be moments. Obviously, you know where there's gonna be compromised moments where I'm gonna have to choose Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. When money, yeah. it, it's crazy because there's been moments in my life, even recently, where people are like, man, you come over here. We want to give you money. We want to give you this. But God gives me such a peace about where I am. Yeah. Right now, where I'm like, I don't I'm not really interested in it. You know? That's cool, like, man. And you're using words like advanced. Maybe if you said bonus. that's funny speaking of that i watched that that i watched the ruslan uh interview with kb and they were talking about like record labels and stuff like that and how like the advances and whatnot yeah it ain't it ain't cool you just gotta pay it back it's just i can go to the bank and get me a nice advance uh yeah seriously <laughs> call it call it a bonus and I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's at the fun. same time, that's when I really gotta guard my heart too, you know? Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. who's who's around me? That's why actually I love being with uh OVA. Uh which I don't know if you've heard much of OVA, but OVA is uh his name is Adam. He's the the head person and he's the one who took me under his wing when I didn't have any money, you know, I'm using every dollar I got to just show up to a concert, you know. Mm hopefully build a little bit of a fan base and see God move. And uh, while I was there, basically one of my mentors, you guys know Brian Trejo? Yeah. Well, he was like, he was like, Curtis, you got to get music, man. You got to put it out faster. Come on, man. You just got to get it out there. <laughs> I, I can I'm, hear him saying it like that too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to just do it, man. You just got to go, go, go. And, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, I would if I could, you know? And, uh, Adam basically messages me later. He's like, hey, you know, what's holding you back? And I'm like, bro, making music is expensive. It's mm-hmm. expensive, more expensive than people understand. And, and you don't get a whole lot of return. Mm-hmm. Um, so he one day just randomly, he's like, hey, bro, 
Uh, I love what you're doing. Check your PayPal. And I'm like, what? Thousand dollars. Oh. He's like, go ahead. Use that to finish your album. That's where uh, uh, Mansions in the Sky came from. Mm. Because Adam was like, boom, here, use this to finish your album. And I'm like, nobody had ever blessed me like that other than my grandma in my entire life. You know what I'm saying? And my what grandma a blessing. passed away in 2015. So I was all alone out there, you know. And uh, then, like, a couple days later, he's like, check your PayPal. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You know, uh, another $1,000. And I'm like, what is going on here? And he goes, use that on yourself. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm buying merch, man. I need, you know, like, I, never, <laughs> I couldn't spend a dollar on myself back in those days, man. Yeah, yeah. Man, what a blessing. Yeah, so, so, and then that just turned into him bringing me down, us talking about uh, starting, like, a label together, and he just started helping me, and as we were going, doors started opening, you know, like, how I got to to rock with Derek Minor was uh, actually, like, a drawing, right? It was, like, Adam got me into a drawing to uh, open for him, right? So, it was, like, God would use him financially, to open the doors but then when i got there he would already like prepare a way before me and then mm-hmm. use my talents and my gifts to open the doors when we got there so it's like adam's like all right let me get this many raffles or whatever i win the raffle i get there go on stage i remember getting there and it was all i was like man everybody here is just playing straight hype music nobody's really preaching very much and i know the way that i did things was I do songs and I talk in between. You know, I like to yeah. testify. I like to to try and set the stage for God to move in people's hearts. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, should I talk less? You know, I'm 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 just like, should I try and fit in with what's going on here, or do I just do what I've always done? And I felt like God was like, you go in there and you do exactly what you've always done. You continue to talk about me, and you give me the stage, set the stage for me. And uh, I went up there and did my thing. And like literally as I'm going on stage, Derek is walking into the to the building. And then he stands there and watches my whole set. And uh, one of my friends was next to him and he looked at him and told me like, this guy's got something, you know? Yeah. And then as I'm getting off stage, he walks up to me and shakes my hand and he's like, respect, bro. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm wow, yeah. And that ended up open doors for I go on the tour. I go on a tour with Derek and uh, Cannon. Derek ends up loving me. What actually what really got Derek to love me was that story about the uh, the mushrooms. Wow, <laughs> it's like, really? It's like, Bro, you're one of my favorite people in the world right now, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, That's so cool. Then RMG Adam get that gets us connected with RMG. So now OVA works side to side with RMG. RMG Amplify. We get signed with Empire Distribution. Uh, we now have a uh, uh, sync licensing. We have like, we have everything. So the so the label has now become kind of a powerhouse in itself. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, so it's just been crazy to watch it just build from ground up, and it's like you just step into these opportunities, and God has His own way of shining through. When yeah. Kind of let Him shine, you know. So that's a shout out to One Vision Army and everything they've done for me. Yeah. That's so sure. cool. I love that, man. Uh, it's been a blessing. I'm glad that uh, Aaron put me onto your stuff, and I want people to get the same opportunity I, I got when I when I started listening. And so we want to plug your stuff. We want people to know where to find you, how to find you. 
what social media platforms, um, music. I'm sure you're everywhere. Apple, Spotify, um, all that. And Google Music has their, their thing now too. But um, So talk a little bit in that and uh, where, where can we find you, man? So social media, all social media is The Curtis Hoppy. Curtis is K-U-R-T-I-S-H-O-P-P-I-E. K-U-R-T-I-S-H-O-P-P-I-E. Yo, can't forget that. <laughs> yeah. I, I learned that from Miles. Miles went on stage one day and was and, and was like, M-I-L-E-S. I was just like, man. And then suddenly every single person at the event follows this dude on Instagram, you know? So yeah, yeah, that's I'm cool. like, okay, Miles. Okay, I see you, man. That Miles is a marketing genius. That's but cool. um, So there's that. Uh, March 19th, I start releasing my EP. Right. It's called Problem Child. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to say I used to be a problem to my family. I used to be a problem to myself, my community. Uh, but now I'm the devil's problem. Amen. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I love that. That's sweet, man. So Problem Child EP is coming through. And I really just believe it's going to tell a story that can relate to somebody going from being an unbeliever to 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 becoming a believer, you know, or. Or, or just that moment, like me, it's like when I when I first needed God, I don't even know who I'm calling on, mm-hmm. you know. And um, uh, it's kind of like a little bit of a story of God pulling me from being that problem child by like almost revealing that I was the problem child, you know. Yeah, yeah. The problem. And so my first EP, my first single comes out. It's called Vegan Burgers, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a, uh, a love song. That I wrote two months before me and my wife got married. Oh, okay. congratulations, by the way. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Definitely. Other than my salvation, the greatest gift I've ever received. It, Praise it's my, God, man. Probably Jay Hoppy. Shout out to you. But uh, <laughs> so we've got four music videos for it right now. So we got a music video for Vegan Burgers. Uh, the next one coming out is going to be called The Fall. Uh, then the EP drops with uh, two, three other songs on there. With mm. the EP, including Problem Child, and, and then we already have another EP prepped after that. Woo! Uh, so busy, busy, busy. Yeah, I was about to say that, man. You've been busy. <laughs> yeah, we actually. Uh, I had a 12-track album that I scrapped because I heard this stuff, and I was just like, I think this is it. You know, mm-hmm. I think this is it. I think this is where God's calling me to be, and calling, calling. Uh, calling me to do in this season and it's like i love the other songs i even while i'm out on tour i do a lot of touring i'm gonna be doing the uh problem child tour in july cool and i bring that album with me call it the secret playlist and it's filled with all these songs that have never been released you know so i kind of made that exclusive for the live events yeah that's cool that's the place but yeah social media the curtis hoppy First single, March 19th. Um, I don't know. I don't have the exact EP release date, but I'm thinking it's going to be in June because tours in July. I've already got a lot. I think I'm shooting for 40 stops. I've already got 20 stops right now. No way. You got KC on the list? Uh, I No, I do not. I mean... You're about to. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, let's do it. We got a, I mean, I won't speak too soon, but maybe I get a venue in place for you. Bro, that would be awesome. Yeah. Be awesome. And we're going to have, uh, I'm bringing, uh, you guys know Servant Mike? Uh, 
Jesus Christ. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my buddy, man. And uh, he told me in July he was going to be doing a baptism tour. So I'm like, bro, what if we just put this together? Yeah. Right? So it's like the Problem Child EP baptism tour, right? So we're trying to have baptisms, calling people, hey, man, if, if you don't want to see the concert or if you do want to see the concert, but you want to get baptized by my boy Mike Servin, come on out, Damn. you know? So it's like it's like we're doing we're doing a concert, uh, we're doing baptisms. Uh, I just want to do something that nobody's really doing, you know, doing something. We want to bring sound, lights, make sure that the event is really, really like quality because we want you know the secular world does it big. So yeah. we yeah. want to we want people if they're coming in and they've never seen a Christian concert or whatever, we want them to come in and be like, whoa. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, I didn't for sure. That, you know, so, so yeah, man, that would that would be awesome. That's cool. Yeah, let's uh, let's connect you and me. I know Aaron's got your info, um, but I think I don't know where you guys were messaging Instagram or what. But let's connect, and if if you do want to come to Kansas City, I'll I'll help you get that going here. So, sweet man, let's do. Cool. I know. I think Kalamazoo. Is, okay. Where's Kalamazoo? It's a. That's in um. That's is that uh Ohio? Uh, no, that's it's in the Midwest. I've heard that before, isn't it? Isn't it in the Midwest? Because I know that Michigan, was, Michigan, 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 Kansas City. I have to look. I'm I didn't do too hot in high school. No, uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kansas City, Missouri. So yeah, and that's that's where yeah. uh, like Tech Nine and yeah, that's where Tech right? Nine's from. I met yeah. Tech Nine. We actually we did an episode where I talked about Tech Nine a little bit. Yeah, bro, those dudes. Yeah. I, do you guys see the new NF album uh, lineup? Uh-uh. You know who his two features are? Is it Tech 9 And Hobson. No, no way. way. Bro, NF album, Tech 9 and Hobson. Man, I think I, might I heard something about that, actually. Yeah. Bro, I'm, I, go for it. I'm excited to hear that because I remember when uh, Tech 9 he did like an interview back in like 20, like, 2009 2010 and he said i challenge any christian rapper to come with me uh, on a tour and i was telling aaron about this i ca- yeah, i yeah. challenge any christian rapper to come on a tour with me and i guarantee he won't be a christian at the end of it and so i'm so excited maybe tech, maybe tech comes out of christian Who knows? yeah hey well, i know there was a point the cool thing i like about that is hobson and tech nine both were dabbling in christianity yeah you know they yeah, both were they so so for me i'm like okay nf I, I feel like NF might be a little more ministry-minded than we think or we see oh. or we understand. Yeah, you know? for and, sure. And um, Hobson, I'll be honest with you, Hobson is one of the people who opened my, my mind to God even deeper, you know, because mm-hmm. he, Ilmine Hobson 5, right? I go through and he's like, you know, spitting all this wisdom. He's calling me out, man. All you do is smoke weed and do drugs and this. And I'm like, you talking to me? <laughs> you know, he, he's cussing all through it. And at the end, he says, the man above is my guide. And so it's like he gave glory yeah. to God at the end of his thing. And I was like, oh, so this man's mm-hmm. wisdom is coming from God. Yeah. You know, so for me, that was big, you know. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I think, yeah, man, I'm excited to hear what this all turns out to be. But. No yeah, doubt. Man. Yeah, you gotta send me over. Uh, send me over some links. I'll throw them all in the description below the video here. Uh, that way, if anyone wants to, if they can buy merch, if they could buy albums, if they could, even I'll, I'll put your your Instagram and Facebook link there too. 
Um, but yo, we actually we had a list of questions. I don't know if you you rehearsed this before. <laughs> we had a list of questions, and you hit them in the order that we wanted them. <laughs> <laughs> I kept looking at mine go down, and I'm like, "No, nah, he got yeah, that. Yeah, got that. Check, got that. Check." <laughs> yeah, I was reading them too, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I I need to try to not mention some of this stuff because I know once I was talking to my wife, I was like, they were thinking 15 minutes, but I'm gonna be honest." Knowing me, <laughs> it's gonna be no. a little different. No, no cool. man. I'm, we I'm happy content, that you opened so. up. Like, like, yeah. like Houston was saying. Like, that met that story alone, man. Like, your testimony will help so many people. So, just having it accessible and out there, you know, like some people, like you said, there are people out there that love you just for those stories. You know what I yeah. mean? So, if that could bring one soul to Jesus, it's all that matters, right? I believe For sure. there may be a big group of people out there, you know, that come from a similar place. You know, you never know who, who sees all this and, and you know, suddenly got a, a bunch of people who was deep into psychedelics coming to Jesus. Amen. You know? <laughs> yeah, the, it's the Jesus movement all over again, Jesus man. Jesus movement. It's the yeah. 60s. Come yeah, on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's it. I love it, dude. Bro. All right, man. So... You have anything else to say, Houston? Or? No, man, but you're a blessing. I appreciate you coming on and talking with us and sharing your heart and your story and um, talking about your music because, I mean, that was all awesome. So grateful for you, man. Thanks. And uh, just before we hop off, I don't know if you remember, but this is going back like almost five years ago when I first got put onto your music. I reached out and I was talking to you about a struggle I was going through. And it was just a nonstop back and forth fight. And it literally, it's just something that like your, your testimony and you explaining and opening up to me and being real about it is what started that snowball in my life. You know what I mean? So it definitely, it's something that I've, I've been able to overcome in my own life. And it, it wouldn't have started had I not seen somebody that I could relate to even before hearing those stories that you just shared with us. But just thank you, bro. I, we, I appreciate you more than you know. You know what I mean? Thank you, Sherry, man. And, and thank God for putting me in the right place at the right time and, you know, giving me a heart to, to care for, for everyone. I think that's an important thing for me. And yeah. Just, yeah. Just says, keep on caring about the one, you know, and, and I'll do the rest. Yeah, yeah. So, man, you're a blessing. You're a blessing, dude. You guys are blessings too, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'll definitely be sharing all this. And cool. I'm, Sounds good. I'm excited, man. Right on. Right, so we looking forward to the stuff coming out. Appreciate you, man. Sir. March 19th. Yeah. yeah. Right on. <laughs> all right. We'll catch all you right, soon, Peace, man. bro. Thanks, man. God bless you guys. God peace, bless bro. you too, man. Wake up and I get it. And I get it. Way from zero to infinity I know you feel it, know you feel it This is my time now It ain't finished till it's finished Still in my zone, yeah Still on my face, yeah I've been crying out to ya, 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 ya Still in my zone, ay. I got the spirit in me You gon' see me shine